Today is Wednesday, December 1st. We'll explain a terrifying day at a Michigan high school and what to know about a historic case in front of the Supreme Court today that could decide the future of abortion in the United States. Also, one popular TV personality who was suspended over a scandal and another who's getting into politics. Plus, where the most Americans are quitting their jobs and why. The reason Meta may be forced to sell one of its platforms. And which performers are being hailed as heroes this week. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Unfortunately, we start today with a tragedy out of Oxnard, Michigan, about 40 miles north of Detroit. A 15-year-old boy opened fire at his high school, killing three fellow students and hurting eight other people, some of them critically. The shooter was arrested soon after, but authorities are still trying to figure out what might have motivated him. Now, investigators say they're going to pour over the school's video footage, interview students, and look through social media posts for any warning signs that might have been missed. Already, they say the boy's father bought the gun a few days ago that his son used, but it's not clear if he'll face any charges. President Biden addressed the shooting yesterday, saying, quote, My heart goes out to the families enduring the unimaginable grief of losing a loved one. All schools in that district will be closed for the rest of the week. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to hear the most important abortion case in decades. Both sides have already said it's an all-or-nothing fight. Justices can either uphold Roe v. Wade that declared a nationwide right to an abortion back in 1973, or they can wipe it away altogether. And if they go with the second option, researchers at the Guttmacher Institute say it could lead to outright bans or severe restrictions on abortion in 26 states. But the specific case being argued today comes from Mississippi. A state law first signed back in 2018 would ban most abortions after the 15th week of pregnancy. But it was never allowed to go into effect in Mississippi because lower courts blocked it. They said because of Roe v. Wade, states can only ban abortions after the point when a fetus can survive on its own outside the womb. So that's roughly 24 weeks into a pregnancy. Well, it's now up to the Supreme Court to decide if the lower courts were right or not. And no matter what, their decision could set precedent for abortion cases everywhere. By the way, the Supreme Court is separately weighing the legality of the new Texas abortion law that bans the procedure at roughly six weeks. But in those cases, the justices are only being asked about the unique structure of that law and how it can be challenged in court, not about the right to abortion itself. To be continued. CNN's top-rated anchor will be off the air for a while, maybe forever. The news network suspended Chris Cuomo indefinitely. That decision came after new details came out about how he tried to help his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, when he was still in office and facing sexual harassment allegations. The New York Attorney General released thousands of pages of evidence this week. They include emails and text messages between Chris Cuomo and his brother's inner circle. They appear to show he offered advice many times and tried to track down the status of pending articles at other news organizations that would be damaging to the governor. He also apparently tried to get information about the accusers. So far, Chris Cuomo has not commented about the new documents or his suspension. But a few months ago, he did address his brother's resignation after the state attorney general said the governor sexually harassed at least 11 women. At the time, he told his audience, quote, I'm not an advisor, I'm a brother. For now, Anderson Cooper will extend his show for another hour to take over what used to be Cuomo primetime. Top federal health officials say they're now actively looking for cases of the new COVID-19 variant in the U.S., They've been in close contact with local officials and state labs that collect positive coronavirus samples and test them for different strains. 
But so far, they have not found an Omicron case. The Delta variant still makes up 99.9% of the American samples. Now the CDC is expanding a screening program at some of the largest American airports, like in New York, Atlanta, and San Francisco. This lets officials add COVID testing for specific international arrivals. Remember, the Omicron variant has mutations that make scientists worry it might be more contagious and less susceptible to vaccines. Though the government's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says it's too soon to know how dangerous it might be. And he says it's likely the vaccines will work at least somewhat against it. So he and other health officials are asking Americans to get vaccinated and for adults to get their booster shots as soon as they're eligible. Americans are one step closer to having pills that can treat COVID-19. An influential panel of health advisors recommended the FDA go ahead and authorize a treatment from the drug maker Merck. The vote was pretty close, though. At yesterday's meeting, there was a lot of debate about this treatment because there are risks, like potential birth defects if anyone takes it while pregnant. But in the end, they did recommend it with conditions. They said the pill should only be taken by adults who face the greatest risks with COVID-19. So older people and others with conditions like asthma or obesity. Most experts also said vaccinated people should not take it since they were not part of Merck's research, and it's not clear if they would benefit anyway. All that said, the experts acknowledged clear benefits to the pills. The biggest one? In trials, they lowered hospitalizations and deaths by 30%. Also, patients can take them at home. The pills still need the full FDA to sign off before Americans can actually get them. The FDA does not have to take the panel's advice, but it usually does. All right, more news is just ahead, but first, a quick break for our sponsor. When was the last time you got on a bike and actually wanted to go up a steep hill? You can with e-bikes. It's probably why you keep hearing about them. People who use Rad Power Bikes say it's completely transformed everyday life. Here's the best part. Because Rad Power Bikes is North America's largest maker of e-bikes, they have models that can get you biking again, even if it's been a long time. If you're wanting to buy a gift for someone who wants to get out more or just seems to have everything, then hit up radpowerbikes.com and check out their award-winning lineup of e-bikes. They're in stock and ready to ship. That's radpowerbikes.com. He's a celebrity TV doctor turned politician. Dr. Oz is running for one of Pennsylvania's seats in the U.S. Senate. Mehmet Oz put out a video to his millions of social media followers to make the announcement. In the video, he said COVID showed us our system is broken and Washington got it wrong, taking away freedoms without making us safer. Politico reports Oz plans to self-fund part of his campaign. But this is already shaping up to be a competitive Republican primary race in a crucial battleground state. The seat is open because Republican Senator Pat Toomey is retiring at the end of his term next year. And whoever fills that seat could ultimately decide if Democrats are able to hold on to their slight majority in the Senate or if Republicans regain control in 2022. Stay tuned. New York City has now opened the first supervised drug injection sites in the country. The two facilities allow people to use drugs under the supervision of trained staff like nurses or peers and also provide things like clean needles. Supporters say the centers will save lives, lowering the number of overdose deaths and connecting people with the addiction services they need. New York City ran a study that found the two spaces could save the lives of more than 130 people a year. And the New York Times reports on day one, the staff reversed two overdoses. Reports say similar sites in other countries have also shown a drop in overdose-related emergencies. But critics say they allow and even magnify illegal drug use. And some local leaders are worried about the impact on the surrounding neighborhoods. The first two sites are in the New York City neighborhoods of East Harlem and Washington Heights. 
Tesla's Elon Musk is not the only high-profile CEO selling off stocks. In the last week, Microsoft's chairman and CEO, Sadia Nadella, sold about half of his shares in the company he runs. That was nearly 840,000 shares, netting him more than $285 million. In a statement, a Microsoft spokesperson told The Wall Street Journal Nadella sold for personal financial planning and not anything to do with the company itself. Analysts suspect the move has to do with a new law in Microsoft's home state of Washington. At the start of the new year, the state is adding a 7% tax for long-term capital gains. Lawmakers and regulators around the world have made threats to break up the company Meta, formerly known as Facebook. But now one group of officials is the first to demand it actually happen. The UK's antitrust authority has ordered Meta to sell Giphy. You know, the place where you can search a library of animated GIFs and video clips. Maybe you call them GIFs. Bloomberg reports the ruling is the first time a major global regulator has ordered a big U.S. tech company to undo a deal after it was already finalized. Facebook bought Giphy for $315 million last year. But now UK regulators say the deal could hurt competitors, and it gives Meta even more power than it already has. Meta, of course, disagrees. A spokesperson says both consumers and the company Giphy are better off with this deal in place. Meta is now thinking about appealing the ruling. A couple of big-name artists received some pretty huge honors this week. First, let's talk about Rihanna. She's been a singer, actor, entrepreneur, and fashion designer, and now she can add national hero to that list. Her home country of Barbados gave her that title this week at a ceremony that celebrated their new independence. This is a big deal, too. She's only the 11th person to ever get that national hero title in Barbados, and she's the first person to get that honor in the last 20 years. About 4,000 miles away, another entertainer was given an incredible honor in her home country. The late Josephine Baker became the first black woman to be inducted into France's Pantheon. She began her career as a jazz performer. Then during World War II, she helped the French resistance as a spy, and she refused to perform for Nazis who occupied France. Now she's being memorialized in a beloved French monument. Since the 18th century, France has honored 80 intellectual and cultural heroes with tombs and memorials in the Pantheon. Some of the others include famous writers like Voltaire and Victor Hugo. But Baker is the first performing artist to be honored there. And that's it for the main news today. But now it's time for Work Wednesday, when we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. But first, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. You all know I love to cite research, and Ritual offers plenty of it. The company says more than 97% of women 19 to 50 years old are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. So Ritual invested in research for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, specifically designed to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. The results? In a study published in the scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition, Ritual's Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. It's part of the reason I feel so great about taking my Ritual vitamins as part of my everyday. I'm currently taking the postnatal vitamin, and I love knowing I'm not only getting those extra nutrients, but also the ingredients are non-GMO, traceable, and vegan-friendly, so there's no shady stuff in there. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash newsworthy and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash newsworthy. Now back to Work Wednesday. The so-called Great Resignation refers to Americans quitting their jobs at record rates. And now some of the latest data from the Labor Department shows another record 4.4 million workers resigned in the month of September. So where are more people giving their two weeks notice now? 
States in the West saw the largest growth in people quitting compared to a month earlier. Think Hawaii, Montana, Nevada, and Oregon. A total of 18 states broke or tied their records in September. In fact, Hawaii saw more than 7% of all workers quit in September. That's more than double the national rate, and it's the highest quit rate in the country. The reasons really depend on the state. In Hawaii, experts say the labor market is still struggling, so people may be taking time off work because of the pandemic or leaving the state altogether. But in other places, including some states in the Northeast, the number of job openings is up. So workers may be quitting because they have other opportunities. All right, thank you so much for listening today and joining us as part of your daily routine. We'll catch you up on more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.